the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Today's discussion will be on Yom Ha'atzma'ut, which is the celebration of Israel's independence, the 72nd birthday of the modern era of Israel, celebrates the faithfulness of God for thousands of years. Amen. Let's pray together and thank the Lord. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, I thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. And we know you are faithful because one of the reasons is Israel. You made promises to Israel, and you have kept those promises over thousands of years. Lord, what an amazing God we serve. So we love you, we thank you, we praise you, in particular this week, uh, Lord, as we celebrate the 72nd birthday of Israel, and we ask, O oh Lord, that you would put your angels round about that country and that people, and that you would bless them, encourage them, and strengthen them, that they can truly be a light to the nations, to bless the nations, and to um, just be a, a, a wonderful example of who you are, Lord, that we reflect your promises we thank you and praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, if you would like me to email you a short outline of what I'm going to use today, which is uh, talking about the history in, of Israel, it, feel free to call Karen at 813-831-5673. I'll also um, be open to sending you... Um, some articles like the top 44 inventions from Israel and um, uh, things like that, some statistical uh, information about Israel. So if you want any of this, uh, just call Karen at 
831-685-5673. Also, um, before we get started, please ask the Lord if you should help support this program financially. As with many, the virus has been rough on our finances. So sending an offering will help us stay on air. So again, call Karen. Or you can go to our website, which is heartofmessiah.org. Uh, either way is fine. So we'd like to begin this program. As you know, we've been counting the Omer, and so uh, you can find the counting of the Omer on the Sharesh David website. All you have to go, do is open up that website, and you will see it. You can click right on it and follow along with me. Uh, today, well, let's let's start with the Hebrew. Baruch Adnai Eloheinu Melech Halom. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the third day of the fourth week, and day number 24, I have counted the Omer. All right. The scriptures for the day, Jeremiah 17, 7, Blessed is the one who trusts in Adonai, whose confidence is in Adonai. And Proverbs 14, 26, In the fear of Adonai, one has strong confidence. It will be a refuge for his children. And in Philippians 1, 25 and 26, convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for the sake of your progress and joy in the faith, so that your confidence in Messiah Yeshua might overflow because of me through my coming to you again. So the thought, obviously the subject is uh, confidence. And uh, so the thought for today is confidence in God makes things possible. It relieves us of worry. It allows us to pray for healing. It enables us to move in the spiritual gifts. And it directs our calling as we hear from him. Confidence in God opens the door for his promises to come to pass in our lives. And the challenge for the day is do not allow the enemy to steal your confidence in the Lord. Our, uh, the enemy will tell you that you are not good enough or that God doesn't care about you. However, that's a lie. Seek after confidence in the Lord by praying scripture. Find a promise and pray it. Okay. So that's the counting of the Omer for today. Again, I'd there are 50 days, and we were only on uh, day number 24, so we're almost halfway there. You can still join us, and you can go back to the older uh, ones and catch up. It's all about faith and belief and so on. So we're going to start talking about Israel, as I mentioned. Before we talk about the state of Israel, its history, and so on, uh, let's read some scriptures that really should frame our discussion. Now, I, I need you, there, there are a number of scriptures, so, but I want you to stay with me. So we're going to start, if you'd like to follow along in your scriptures, uh, Zechariah 2, 14 through 16. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. By the way, you know that when it says Zion, it's talking about Israel. Okay, Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for behold, I'm coming and I will live among you. 
It is a declaration of Adonai. In that day, many nations will join themselves to Adonai, and they will be my people, and I will dwell among you. Then you will know that Adonai Sivaot has sent me to you. Adonai will inherit Judah as his portion in the Holy Land, and will once again choose Jerusalem. So three thoughts uh, about this scripture. Many nations will come to the Lord. Secondly, Adonai will once again choose Jerusalem. And third, this will be when Messiah returns. Okay, just some things to think about. A second, another scripture, Zechariah 12.3. Moreover, in that day, I will make Jerusalem a massive stone for all the people. All who try to lift it will be cut to pieces. Nevertheless, all the nations of the earth will be gathered together against her. Wow. So the nations currently see Israel as a massive stone. The nations are going to be gathered against her, and God will cut those nations to pieces. Ooh, that is strong, right? Joel 4, uh, verse 1. For behold, in those days at that time when I restored Judah and Jerusalem from exile... I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. I will enter into judgment with them on behalf of my people, even my inheritance Israel, whom they scattered among the nations, and they divided up my land. Okay, so again... We see here that God will restore the people of Israel. He will bring judgment on those who scattered them and divided God's land. You see, this is Israel is God's land, and he gives it to the Jewish people as caretakers. But God is really expressing Israel as his land. Uh, Zechariah 12, 9 through 10, it will happen in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. Then I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, a spirit of grace and supplication, when they will look toward me whom they have pierced. They will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn. So God will destroy the nations that come against Jerusalem. And then again, Yeshua is, this is all about Yeshua returning and um, restoring his relationship with the Jewish people. Zechariah 14, 3 and 4. Then Adonai will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in a battle. In that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which lies to the east of Jerusalem. And the Mount of Olives will be split in two from east to west, forming a huge valley. Half of the mountain will move toward the north and half of it toward the south. So when Yeshua returns, it's not going to be to New York or London, or anywhere else, but it is going to be in Jerusalem, right? And uh, so we're getting a sense of, of what God is saying for the somewhat of the present, but mostly for the future. 
And let's finish up these scriptures with Zechariah 14, 16, and 17. Then all the survivors from all the nations that attacked Jerusalem will go up from year to year to worship the king, Adonai Sivaot, and to, that's uh, the Lord of hosts, and to celebrate Sukkot, which is the feast um, in the spring. In, in the fall, uh, after Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, that's the feast of ingathering, or the so that's what it's called, or the feast of of tents, or uh, yeah. So, furthermore, if any of the nations on earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the King Adonai Tzavot, they will have no rain. So God is showing us the importance of coming to Jerusalem, how much he loves Jerusalem, that we are going to worship him there. And for people who, by the way, have come against Israel, but those remaining, if, if um, they must come to Jerusalem to celebrate Sukkot, which again is that holy day in Leviticus, uh, one of the holy days, and, and we see that God is not finished with these holy days. So God is certainly being clear about the past, present, and the future of the people of the land of Israel. And God's story is about Jewish people and the land he has given them. How would it be possible to think that the Jews no longer have a right to the land of Israel? In fact, God has promised them much more land than they currently have. Genesis 15:8 talks about uh, parts of modern-day Egypt, Syria, Jordan, Iraq, Iran, and Lebanon, which would probably quadruple or more their land area. But you know, besides the scriptural reasons, for Jews to possess Israel. There's also a historical, secular look at why Israel should remain a Jewish country. But you know, you can't really disconnect the biblical from the historical, because in a sense, the biblical is the historical. But let's try and answer these questions. How long have the Jews been in Israel? And when did the Arabs claim it? So if you can answer those two questions, then you can see from a historical point of view who should be in the land or who should be controlling it. So we know, as an example, that roughly 4,000 years ago uh, was the time of Abraham. And since Abraham, um, the Jews have been in what we would call that area of Israel. Um, so they've been there for over 4,000 years. And Abraham lived about 2,000 years before Yeshua, and Moses 1,500 years before Yeshua, and uh, 1,000 years before Yeshua was King David. And, and King David made Jerusalem the capital of Israel, right? And then there was the dividing of the two kingdoms in 930, uh, again before Yeshua, uh, between Judah and Israel. In 586, Jerusalem and the first temple was destroyed. Most of the Jews were exiled to Babylon. 
in uh, 538 to 515, many Jews returned from Babylon, and the temple was rebuilt. And um, so then that's kind of the end period of, of the uh, date-wise of, of uh, Israel within Scripture. But we do know from other sources things like, uh, well, the fact that uh, Alexander the Great uh, conquered that entire area in uh, 332, um, so 330 years roughly before Yeshua, and um, they, they had what was called Hellenistic rule, and it was, uh, you know, uh, they were allowed to be who they were, but uh, things changed, and you know the story of the Maccabees and the revolt, and they win, and, and the temples rededicated. That happened in roughly 160 years before Yeshua. And then as we see the birth of Yeshua, but focusing on Israel and, and what happened there, uh, in 70 AD, the second temple was destroyed. So that was roughly 40 years after Yeshua, right? And um, so that was... Uh, a time that really made it difficult, uh, as during that time, many Jewish people left the land of Israel and went to other areas. Then that even got worse with uh, the Bar Kokhba rebellion against Rome. That happened from 132 to 136 after Yeshua's birth. And the Bar Kokhba rebellion was a rebellion of the Jews of the Roman province, and it was led by a fellow by the name of Simon Bar Kokhba. Uh, and so, um, for a brief time, he was able to uh, force the Romans out of Jerusalem, but then uh, they came back, and uh, it was uh, just really a, a tragedy in terms of the slaughter that happened. And uh, they even thought that Bar Kokhba was the Messiah and, uh, because he was leading uh, the people of Israel. But that obviously didn't happen. And so uh, we go to now from this time, which, as I said, was around 136 after Yeshua. And uh, really from there till the 600s, it, it's considered Byzantine rule. And uh, then we finally get, in 636, Arab rule. So from 636 to uh, uh, 1099, let's call it, was Arab rule. And so this was the time, as an example, that the, Rome, the Dome of the Rock was built on the site of the first and second temples, I should mention, and that was done in 691. So you can see everything that they were doing uh, as far as the government and so on um, was hundreds and sometimes thousands of years after the Jewish people were there. So from that point of view, we can see that really Israel uh, or the Jewish people should be the people of Israel. But let's look at a little more history. 
the Arab rule uh, got lost in in uh, ten, roughly 1091 to 1291 because it was the Crusaders' domination. They took over Jerusalem, and then from 1291 to 1516 was Mamluk rule, and then from 1517 to 1917 was the Ottoman rule. That's the Turkish Empire. So let's think about this now. Until 1917 was the Turkish rule. So what happened to cause that to uh, no longer be? We'll come back to that in a minute. So there was always Jewish people in the land. No matter who ruled it, there were Jewish people, but not a large group. But in 1882 to 1903, there was what was called the first Aliyah. Aliyah means to go up, but it's also mentioned to come back to Israel. It's the large-scale immigration, and, and mainly uh, in, this, in those years from Russia, right? And then uh, in 1897, we have the first Zionist Congress convened by Theodore Herzl in Basel, Switzerland, and um, Theodore Herzl's Israel Declaration of Independence refers to as the, as the spiritual father of the Jewish state. So that's Theodore Herzl. Now there was an Anglican clergyman who was a friend of Theodore Herzl's. And you probably have never heard of him unless you've heard my show the past few years. And his name was William Heckler. And he was a mentor, and he helped legitimize Herzl's vision and calling. And he's considered the father of Christian Zionism. Okay, so we're going to look next week at the 20th century and Israel, because you see, a lot happened in the 20th century, obviously, that we are celebrating the uh, 72nd year of their independence. So their independence was in May uh, of uh, 1948. And so that's a crucial year, but we, we want to lead up to that. Let me just mention that um, things like the first kibbutz, which was in 1909, and uh, lots of other things. Hebrew University opened in Jerusalem in 1925. So you can see that even before the, they were considered a state, the Jewish people were very involved in, um, in, in the state of Israel which was called Palestine at that time, right? Okay, well, you know what? Uh, we're going to have to uh, stop because we, we no longer have time, but I'm going to finish up, I promise you, the 20th century next week, and we'll talk more about Israel. Uh, I do want to mention to you uh, a couple of things, as I did before. Um, if there's a way that you feel you can support us financially with uh, uh, either a pledge or a gift, or, that would be a blessing because um, we certainly are down in, in our finances and it will just help us stay on the air. But um, other things, I can send you some different articles that are interesting, Inventions of Israel, the top 44 is an interesting article. Uh, 
everything you wanted to know about Israel, a snapshot of the country, uh, that would be a great article. So, um, And then if you want an outline that I used for this teaching and, and next week's teaching, I would send you that as well. If you would just let Karen know at 813-831-5673. May the Lord be your first priority and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Close. Let's close in prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you, we praise you, we honor you. We thank you for the state of Israel, but we all thank you because it just shows your faithfulness, and, and we just love that your promises are yes and amen, and, and that you, you, know, you keep them, and it, it just encourages us, Lord, in the faith. So we bless you, we thank you, and honor you this day in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Father, I thank you and praise you for this season. I pray that each person listening to my voice will have a great season of worshiping you and that they will be involved with this, these Moedim, these appointed times that you have made thousands of years ago for us even this day. I pray for great health for all that are listening. I pray for protection over this virus, and I pray that it will be just a great week where you will be encouraged in the Lord. And I pray this all in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.